there and welcome to Healthy-ish. This is your podcast from Body and Soul and I'm your host, Felicity Harley. Now, recent studies suggest 70% of us go through phases of emotionally triggered eating at some point. And more women are affected than men, which is not surprising, is it? But especially in COVID-19. So to chat about this further, to chat about this complicated relationship, I asked holistic health coach and yoga teacher, Stephanie Young, to come on and discuss with you listeners the telltale signs of a destructive relationship with food and how you can improve your relationship with it. Now, we keep these episodes of Healthy short, so if you want to hear my full chat with Steph where we discuss emotions and food, just download Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome podcasts. Steph, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. Um, now, we're talking about what a good, normal, healthy relationship, you know, looks and feels like. Can you explain this to, you know, just to give us some context about, you know, what it should look like? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I think about this is that it's less about what you eat, but more about the mindset and the intention behind the food choices that you make. Um, so for example, I could be having celery juice in the morning, but it could be coming from a place either of complete and utter self-care and self-love, or it come, could come from a place of restriction and deprivation. So that's what I look at in, in trying to figure out, does someone have a healthy relationship with food? Um, so to add on to that, it's also about, um, being in touch with your hunger and fullness cue. So having that connection with your body. Um, it's about eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full, but also not beating yourself up if you, you know, occasionally overeat or even emotionally eat, knowing that that's part of having a healthy relationship with food. Um, and then one big thing that that I find incredibly important is giving yourself that unconditional permission to eat everything. Um, so obviously there's physical restriction, but then there's mental restriction. And I think a lot of people think they have a really healthy relationship with food, but then they, they're subconsciously mentally restricting. So they, you know, have a good versus bad food mentality. They tell themselves, oh, I can't eat this, or I shouldn't have this, or I can only eat this after 6 p.m. All these rules that we have in the back of our mind, that um, probably isn't the healthiest relationship with food and often does tend to backfire in the long run. So yeah, I hope that answers the question. It, it absolutely does. I mean, in some ways, you've probably answered my next question because it was going to be, what are some telltale signs that you have a destructive relationship with food? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell signs would definitely be that you don't give yourself that permission to eat it and everything that you have rules that you have this mindset of this is a good food this is a bad food this is healthy this is unhealthy um and that that you're very disconnected to your body's hunger and fullness signals because probably um, you've been outsourcing your food decisions to external authorities for such a long time that you don't even know anymore for yourself what does it mean to be hungry or to be full because you're just listening to external rules. Um, and uh, the, the way that I kind of think about this is that 
if your relationship with food affects you in any shape or form, be it um, your social life, you know, how you show up when you go out for dinner parties and you stress about those things or how you show up in your relationships or how you show up in work. Um, if your relationship with food affects any of those things, then that's probably a tell sign that there is something for you to work on there. You know, sometimes I feel like we've hijacked the word healthy, you know, I mean, but I use it, I say healthy, we all use it as a healthy relationship food. But, you know, I think sometimes that can be problematic, um, you know, because some people get so obsessed with being healthy. I mean, maybe we should call it normal or what works for your body. I mean, I still use healthy, but what's your take on this? I mean, how can we, yeah, I suppose get better and also get better at tuning into, you know, what drives our food habits? I mean, is it the word healthy? Is it the word clean? Is it what... I don't know. I'm a bit confused about this world healthy, whether it's a good thing or not. Mm, yeah. So personally, it's definitely something that I try and stay clear of. I'm definitely guilty of using it. But um, I think what it comes down to is um, making empowering versus disempowering food choices. So when I talk to my clients about this, I really try to steer them away from using the words healthy and unhealthy and ask them, how has your how has your week been food-wise? Did you make empowering or disempowering food choices? Because that means that you could possibly have eaten, let's say, a pizza or a burger or whatever, um, which is kind of air quotes unhealthy, but it was an empowering food choice because it came from a place of self-care in that moment because you genuinely wanted to eat that and there was no guilt or frustration um, attached to that. And that's part of making... of, of you know, making healthy food choices is that it that there is no morality attached to it. Um, so yeah, that empowering versus disempowering. And then the other thing I wanted to add to that is instead of saying unhealthy, um, the word that I like to use is play foods. So that's a food that maybe from a nutritional perspective, you know, isn't that valuable. It's it's not a very nutritious food, but there's other value that that food gives you. There's other source of nourishment that that provides. So how can we improve our relationship with food? You know, if we, we, we do feel, you know, some guilt for eating that burger rather than just enjoying it for what it is and maybe just having one burger a week as opposed to one every day, how can we, yeah, like I suppose, you know, psychologically get better at distancing out like enjoying food for what it is rather than associating it with so many other emotions mm, yeah good question i think it it really comes down to becoming aware of all the underlying food rules that we've created for ourselves and that good versus bad food mentality and working through that through practice really practicing giving yourself the permission to eat those foods because the thing is and it might be really helpful to understand some of the science behind that the the thing is that the second we tell ourselves we can't have food x we want food x right because it becomes a forbidden fruit effect it's like tell a child to not touch the hot stovetop the first thing that that child's going to want to do is touch that hot stovetop so by removing the mental restriction you actually give yourself the opportunity to tap into your body and ask well, I know I can have this any time of the day that I want. Do I really want to eat it right now? Yeah, good advice. Steph, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
If this chat has raised any issues with you or anyone you know who needs support for eating disorders or body image issues, please see the Butterfly Foundation at butterfly.org.au. It's a fabulous service offering advice and help via online, phone or web chat. If you want more from us at Body and Soul on healthy eating and nutrition, download our big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish. Extra Healthy-ish publishes a new episode every morning, Monday to Thursday. You can also jump online at bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for tuning into this chat with Steph. If you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.